I think it's time we grow this dream. Get everybody on the mics together. Okay, three, two, one podcast. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, well, you guys and gals, of course. Now, I just, I have to say, I'm so excited to be back talking with you guys again Again, this is the sudden but inevitable rebop. I am Captain Bootscoot, a.k.a. Vanilla Husband, a.k.a. your host, Jesse. And of course, we're here to take our two brand new anime-resistant newbies through Cowboy Bebop one week but two episodes at a time, as always. Now, I can't do this alone, and I think you all know that, and that's going to sort of be the running theme of tonight's show. So... Get ready to feel feelings and wallow in emotions. Now, with me, as always, of course, is my other seasoned veteran co-host. That is at Miss My Armcast, Kylie. Kylie, welcome, welcome to the show. How has your week been? I can't hear you, Kylie. In the meantime, Ricky D from Best Flick of Ricky D is here. It looks like Josh is trying to help out Kylie. So, oh. Kylie, can we hear you now? I was I was hoping that wasn't my fault. <laughs> Anyways, as he was saying, yes, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D is one of our anime-resistant noobs. This is Ricky's first dedicated watching of an anime series, so we're very, very happy to have him with. We're, we're working on Kylie, and we're... Any luck? Testing. Hey! There we go. Hey. Yes? Hi. Okay. Hi. Wonderful. I'm so glad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Welcome, Kylie. How was your week? You. I'm sorry about that little problem we had there. Josh is helping everybody through a lot of stuff tonight. You are not the only one. Yes, absolutely. No, uh, just to recap, it's it's been a it's been a good week, long as always. But no matter if it's good or it's a bad one, uh, always look forward to this. Um, you know, cap of the week. So ready, ready to get started. Excellent. 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 That is what I like to hear. Now, um, like you guys have heard us talk about him like he's not in the room, but he is in the room, of course. And that is the creator of the Twist My Arm Network and the host of the Twist My Arm podcast, Josh. Josh, are you hey. in your seat? <laughs> I'm just a little bit out of breath from running yeah. up and down the stairs. That's all. <laughs> no big deal. No kidding. Other than that, how's your week? It is. Oh yeah, my week. I forgot about that. Um, my week's been fine. Um, you know. Uh, Kylie, do me one favor and turn your headphones down a little bit, because I can hear myself and everyone else in your headphones coming through that mic. Because that mic is really good. Otherwise, uh, my week's been fine, you know? Uh, it's actually Kylie's birthday tomorrow, so... What? Happy birthday, Kylie! Well, I, did, I think I knew that, and I just forgot. Happy birthday! Thank you very much. I am excited. Yeah. Now, so, the last people I was just going to say... 
I want to say thanks to everyone that's in the chat and hanging out with us. You got Callie, Rosie, Rona, um, and that's it so far. And thank you, Callie, about the background. I worked really hard on it. I didn't actually. Jesse worked really hard on it. I stole it from him. So thanks, Jesse. You're very welcome. Anything to help a fellow podcaster. And um, now that I bring that up, I may as well just say, go to twistmyarmpodcast.com. You're going to get a pop-up that asks you to register for TMA PodCon 21. That's like this cool virtual indie podcaster brainstorming session that we're putting together. And we hope you'll join us. Um, I do. I would like to echo Josh and say hello to everyone in the chat. We've got a couple of quirks with tonight's show, as you may have already noticed. One of those quirks is that you can all see me and hear me. But I can't see the live chat. So unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I just like to read it. But my friend Josh is going to be like the chat maestro, if you will. So I'm going to try my hardest. He's going to be good at it. (laughs) He's very good at communicating what people mean to say, because I'm sure the chat will just be full of people being like, Jesse is so mean. We got to be nicer to Ricky D and all that kind of stuff, which I suppose is fair. So (laughs) before we go any further... I would like to say, do you guys have any corrections that you'd like to issue from last week? I listened through. I don't feel like I have any corrections from last week. I think I'm good to go. I think I'm good to go. Yeah, me, me either. Yeah, I got I got nothing over here. Um, we corrected the audio from last week. I do want to give a, a big correction for the audio last week. It was uh, crazy. Um, but if you listen to the li- the recorded version, it is much better than it was live. So that's that's my correction for the week, I would say, is, is that. Yes, and that is kind of the only way to go. Like, for us, Sudden But Inevitable was born as a podcast, and that's the... Uh, the experience that we aim to deliver the most consistently when we can. So um, it also takes a lot. Like we've said before, we go on, you know, we do a show on Friday and then we put it out on Monday. So that's really, that's this much time in, in, in a real life. So um, thank you big time to Josh for doing that last week, because as Father's Day was happening and things were going on, I realized there's not going to be any time for this. Like, so you killed it. No thank problem. It yeah, was no, no problem. It was, now, took me back to my roots of uh, the Twist My Arm podcast and doing crazy edits for stupid things. So it was fixing, <laughs> fixing stuff that nobody should ever have to fix. Exactly. Yeah. No, I feel yeah. So with that all stuff out of the way, we don't have any corrections. We don't have anything going on else to talk about, you guys, except, of course, for Cowboy Freaking Bebop. So I'm going to turn it over presently to at Miss My Armcast, Kylie, for the episode synopsis of Episode 7, Heavy Metal Queen. Kylie, take it away. All right. Um, so, <clears throat> while looking for the bounty of a criminal named Decker, Faye and Spike stake out some locations. Spike encounters a tough-talking trucker driver, or sorry, truck driver named VT, who travels with their faithful cat, Zeros. Um, nicknamed the Heavy Metal Queen, she has deeply felt resentment toward bounty hunters, but Spike manages to charm her, as, you know, of course. Faye and Spike both get their ships wrecked, causing a nagging jet to have to fix them. Well, with VT's help, Spike and Chase, or, sorry, Faye and Spike chase Decker into Linus Mines, an unstable asteroid area. While failing weapons systems on both ships, Decker hauling a shipload of expensive or explosive, VT, Faye, and Spike have to make a daring escape. Okay. This song. 
at the very start of this episode. I just have to say, Kylie, I would like you to point out any like immediate stuff that we should be paying attention to throughout this episode, kind of your fun facts right here. But sure. I just have to say, do you guys give me right off the top of your head what band came to mind when you heard this song? Me, 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 me. Go, Ricky. Deep Purple. One hundred percent. Okay, Josh. I heard Highway Star the entire time. I can feel that. Uh, I would go Deep Purple. Or sorry, uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted okay. Sister. Okay. Because of the voice. Closer to what his, I was uh, feeling. His voice. All right, Jesse. Or, or even Guns and Guns and Roses. I'm sorry. Well, part of my fun I, fact is kind of music related, so I, I you should go first, Jesse. I, f- I immediately felt Iron Maiden vibes. Like, okay. Okay, okay, this is fast, this is loud, this is the screaming, it's operatic. Like, go ahead. Um, so one of my fun facts, um, it's the theme seems to actually be just like, you know, classic rock, which is awesome for me because it's my favorite. Um, but the episode is actually named after the song called Heavy Metal Queen by a band called Trance. Um, trance is definitely not quite as popular as the Rolling Stones or David Bowie, like we've mentioned in past episodes. Um, but trance is definitely a fun one. Um, so I guess, you know, when I heard it, I definitely, that was trance was probably not my first thought. Um, but I knew it, I just kind of had a feeling that it had to be, you know, related to something in actual classic rock culture. So, so that's my big fun fact. Um, also though, Decker the you know guy who in the end it actually turns out to be kind of looks like Woody Allen mm-hmm. and the place kinda is called time. Woody's and I don't know I just got that thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> that was also on my radar I caught all that as well okay 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 um and then other than that I just gotta like just shout out to this episode in particular one of my favorites i think vt is one of my all-time favorite characters in all of bebop so um this was definitely a fun one i'm excited (laughs) very cool and going forward i feel like we could just have miss kylie insert her fun facts here because like i mean you guys Every time that we go through the episode, we end up trampling all over them. And then at the end, it's like playing catch up. And I feel bad because I don't want to trample over the research that Kylie has done. So I feel like going forward, this might be the way to go. Um, The first thing that I when I watch this episode, other than the song, of course, that hits me is right away. You do get one of those background characters saying uh, Terpskuday, the bounty hunter. Right. Mm. So. I'm like, well, there's a word I've never heard before. And then you hear somebody go, hey, VT. And I'm like, okay, so the T is clearly Terpskiday, right? Like, now, of course, we as viewers only have that information because they want us to have that information, right? Like, not everybody has it. But it just seems weird to me that, like, if there are so many people that know who this guy is, and he's, like, infamous or famous, I can't tell which... And it's well known that he has a wife, then why wouldn't that be a lot of people's first guess? I don't know. It was just, it was one of those things. But I really like the name and the word Terpskiday. Do you guys want to take a turn saying Terpskiday? It's really fun to say. Terpskiday. Terpskiday. There's a, there's a thing in the industry that, uh, well, in, in marijuana that's called a terpene. And I feel like I'm just going to start calling it a Terpskiday. 
So, so the good, the good sativa terpska days are the ones that are going to get you nice and stoned. Terpska and anybody day. that doesn't look at you and go, "What did you say?" You should immediately deny service to because they've clearly <clears throat> yeah, already out, been taken. Out. Right? <laughs> get out! Wow. Okay, you guys. This is. Uh, I feel like we're back, you guys. <laughs> so, um, I wonder if. Okay, there's this shot. Speaking of the guy who looks like Woody Allen, this shot where Faye walks over and she uh, leans against the table and then she like just kind of, I don't know, what's the word? She rearranges the angle that her hips are at, I guess. Um, I wondered immediately in that moment, like, was there drafts of Faye Valentine that wore a short skirt and they were like, oh, we can't. You guys, with some of the angles that we've that we're planning, we can't do a, sh a skirt. It has to be some kind of shorts or something. But uh, it, that was pretty blatant. Like she walked her butt in front of the camera and then like re realigned her butt in front of the camera. Um, well, isn't that why no anime girls wear skirts? It's always really short shorts. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. This is one of my first introductions to anime. Oh, I don't I know, know no I'm not, things. I'm not holding it against you. It's just that I very rarely get to use that phrase in a way that's appropriate. And in this moment, oh my gosh, this it, is was perfect. wow. Yeah, if there's anybody in the chat who's watched a lot of anime, let Josh know about the skirts. Um, I want to count. I want to count by the end of this episode of how many skirts we see in anime episodes. Come on. I want to see it. Let's go, chat. It's un uncountable. It's, okay. It's like um, counting stars. This is, yeah, this is, she is not exaggerating at all, Josh. Like, that's like saying how many molecules are there in the atmosphere, right? Like, there are entire animes based around, that. like, the plot of is girls wearing short skirts. Sailor so, Moon, anyone? Yeah, you've seen, you know, you've oh, seen yeah. Sailor Moon, right? Okay, I right. love Sailor Moon, though. Don't so even talk go. poop. Mm -mm. Oh, I'm not. I, nobody, nobody was talking. Jeez. <laughs> but while we're on the topic, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, Callie says, is there an anime with none of them? All right, all right. I get it. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. I mean, yeah, like even Pokemon, like you got to think about, you know. Yeah. Well, and like, your... um, what was the gal's name in the first episode? Uh, that was hanging out with Asimov, uh, Katarina, she, she was in a dress. Now, it wasn't a skirt, but, I mean, the whole top half of it was sort of missing. Um, but I, I, I don't, yeah. Josh, there's a show called Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt, and those are actually names of characters. They're not, well, they're also what you think they are, but they're also the names of characters. I'm not super familiar with it outside of the fact that it exists. Uh, I got my wife to watch one anime with me ever. It was Death Note. Spoiler alert. And afterward, I texted a couple of anime friends. Well, that makes it sound like I have friends that are like 2D and made of animation. Anyways, people oh, watch Jesse! a lot of anime. Hi! <laughs> Just I texted them. Giving I was like, the peace okay. signs. She watched... <laughs> She watched um, Death Note, What Should I Watch Next? And one of the answers I got back from a buddy of ours was, not this show. And I was like, why would I see the title of that and go, hey, babe, do you want to try Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt? Like, no, I'm not going to suggest that. <laughs> that, that just sounds like a Powerpuff Girls, like, 
I think it is bad but also, movie. Well, but it's also like I just got her to watch one anime. Why would I go? Why would I be like, okay, here's the other end of the spectrum, honey? Um, they I'm make anime the show. for girls. I've never seen it. By right, the yeah, way, I, yeah, exactly. Gross. I, no, I, I actually I could like throw some suggestions your way if she's I just want to point out, one. you guys, Pride Month is almost over, but. Kylie did bring up girls, and Ricky D did say gross. So, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. There's nothing. <laughs> what a, per- what a perfect episode for Pride Month, though. I mean, this, this, uh, I mean, I guess it was the next episode. It's super, super progressive, as far as a '90s show goes, or like a in that time that this stuff aired. You didn't see yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff on like an Adult Swim, even or. That's true. Despite the so um, visual pun, that we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Josh, there's a lot of skirts in anime. That took us a while to get through that. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. No, that was. I think that was my fault. Usually, if something takes forever, you guys. So, um, the look on Spike's face when that egg falls in his lap, right? I wrote, it feels like the same look on Mal's face when he almost plugs that engine part in to make the engine work again um, and then just drops it and then it pans back to his face and he has this look on his face of like, oh, well, then I'd rather just die, I guess. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's how Spike looked when the egg hit him in the lap. It was like, <laughs> okay, I could just die now. I don't care. Like. But then he realized there was a guy there that he could take this out on. So fortunately, we got the rest of this episode. <laughs> what did you guys think about this diner slash bar? Well, I thought I like- it was interesting. We started out in the toilet. Uh, you don't get to see a lot of toilets on television for good reason. But I took note of that. And then I started thinking of all the times that you do see toilets in television. And I'm thinking like uh, Dumb and Dumber. Um, the That's one of the most right. iconic toilets you see. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty um, sure Jeff Daniels should have won an Emmy for Dumb and Dumber. You guys, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> an like, Emmy. <clears throat> yes. Like half, some, half the important scenes of Pulp Fiction take place in a bathroom. Lethal Weapon 2 featured Danny Glover on a toilet bomb. I don't know if you remember that one, but that one yeah, was cool. Oh, that's that right. The other day? We did just watch that, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, how'd you forget? But it was Josh, not Ricky. Uh, if anybody in the chat wants to mention any other cinematic toilet moments, uh, please, please it's do just participate. Just offhand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always about them cinematic toilet moments, for sure. We are an award-winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is as good a time as any to bring it up. What what's an award winning podcast without some toilet humor every no, now no, and no. then? Come on now. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. This is what this is me embracing it. So recently in real life, not well, I'm not gonna say not Cowboy Bebop related, but not this episode related. Recently, the sudden but inevitable Twitter handle at sudden but passed one thousand followers. I and we collectively are blown away. That is monumentally cool you guys I, a thousand people a thousand people are you kidding even if even if some number of those people are bots or something which i'm pretty sure they're not maybe like two percent right either way that's a lot of people and 
it really, really made us feel like, okay, we have to share some of this wonderful fun that we're having. So what we're going to do is we're going to give away a copy of Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray. Can you see this in my frame? I can't tell. Here, I'll give you the solo lo layout. There you go. Now everyone can see you. That copy of Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray, actually, that that's my copy. Your copy is not um, bent like that. Anyways, well, they come they come with a sleeve, and then, yes, the Blu-ray, of course, is unopened. Anyways, that, we're also giving away the SDCC 2016 Serenity Firefly Challenge Coin, and we're giving away one of the independent patches from the Firefly Loot Crate. That's the green patch with the star on it. Um, there may also be some stickers involved in that. It's just that we are, when we say that we're an indie podcast, that's like capital I, okay? Like... We are just some people who do a podcast. We have no studio. We don't have like a uh, anybody for yourself. working on the show other than us. <laughs> well, you have a room full of recording stuff. I just like what I mean is we don't have a professional staff outside no, of who you see on the screen. These four people do everything for this show. That's all the graphics, all of the sharing. All of the shows themselves, all the editing, everything, you guys. Josh makes the website. Ricky D makes his own show. Like, the, everybody writes notes for this. Everybody picks out shots. There's a lot that goes into this, you guys. And to have a thousand of just anyone feel like they're taking notice of that is beyond cool. I, I, can't, I don't have any words for it. So I'm just going to say thank you a thousand times. And please make sure you're following at Sudden Butt because the details for how to win those three or four or five very cool things are coming at you soon. Now that I'm done bloviating about the Sudden Butt Blu-ray 1K giveaway. That's so fun. Let's talk about this scene again. I'm sorry. I feel like we got cut off. Ricky, you were talking about how this scene starts in the bathroom. Uh, I also wanted to say Rosie brought up the Harold and Kumar bathroom moment so i appreciate oh, the participation from the chat <laughs> thank you but oh uh, yeah go ahead jesse i apologize rosie always for the win yes no no i have i have nothing to add josh did you have uh thoughts on this dar this diner slash bar scene oh i i wish i would have wrote down his line that he had when he lost his egg because he said something about Oh, good. Oh, well, Jesse's got it. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what that line is? Because it was great. Okay, never mind. Um, whatever he said there was hilarious, and I loved it right before he kicked everyone's asses. It was yeah. pretty cool. What um, What was it when he finally does get the egg? What was it that he called it? Was it like a land oyster? Prairie oyster. Prairie oyster. Okay, so that's something that's real. I've heard of that before, and it's supposed to be like good for hangovers. So our very cool friend, and and dude, you're going to have to DM me because I'm really sorry. I don't know if it's Cinesera or Sinesera because um, I'm an idiot, but he linked me to a YouTube video of a professional chef making that drink, and he makes it look pretty appetizing. I mean, coming from me, it looked pretty appetizing. Is it sriracha that they put on there or like some sort of uh, hot sauce? I think in the video he did, but in okay. the... 
I don't think well, he does. In Bebop, in, there's in definitely Bebop. the sriracha or some whatever the red sauce is. Um, some kind, but oh. I think that that's pretty. I, I don't know if that's a Japanese traditional thing. I remember like um, go, when I go to sushi places, some of the um, appetizers that they offer is like raw quail egg. Like I that's like with sriracha intense. on it. Totally. That's yeah. Really I, I've had a friend who has totally made me and I don't know. I've, I'll try anything, but there's something about a raw egg. But anywho, that with the sriracha, I think is like a okay. delicacy, you know? <laughs> so really quick detour. This is a one word answer, Josh. Do you remember my 21st birthday? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> okay. I'm so, sorry. You're first of all lying. Second of all, that's okay. I, dude, that is so, a long time my, ago. It is a long time ago. So on my 21st birthday, Josh had to work the evening of. So he came to get me at what must have been 9 a.m., uh, most likely after an overnight shift that I had worked somewhere. And he was like, we're going to get you drunk because it's your birthday. And I was like, I'm not going to get drunk. I will have a drink with you, and that's fine. But, like, I'm going to probably... There are, there will be plenty of opportunities to drink throughout the day today, Josh. Where are we going? And Josh goes, we're going to the seediest bar that I can find, and it is going to be awful. And I was like, great, let's go. So Josh finds this little hole in the wall, and we go in there, and there's somehow already a cloud of smoke. And... <laughs> Josh is like, do you guys serve food? And, you know, whoever's behind the bar goes, yes, we do. <laughs> and Josh goes, steak and Jaeger for this guy. Now, if you know me at all, you know that I'm not really a big drinker. I'm also not really a big Jaeger guy. That day is a big part of both of those things. Now, at the end of that day, which got way worse, thank you for the for the breakfast, by the way, Josh. I'm starting at, to remember now. At the end of that day, some friends told me, hey, you're going to try this shot called a prairie fire, which is what I always think of when I see Spike's Prairie Oyster, which it, I think the prairie fire is the oyster without the egg. So it's just alcohol and hot sauce. But the one that they gave me, they put salsa in, like chunky salsa, and this was my undoing. I was undone by the prairie fire. So this episode, when I watch it, I almost like, what's the word? I, I tighten up a little bit when I watch this episode, you guys. It's rough, okay? If you're going to drink this drink, put the egg in it. I think the egg is the key to helping you feel better. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nice. now, it's been a lot of birthdays since that And I has. do remember taking you out In the morning now, and being like Yeah we're going to go to this awful bar <laughs> Here's the thing <laughs> Most of those details were relayed to me <laughs> uh, I was told the next day About most of that stuff And about some other stuff that I will not mention So moving One of my right favorite along. pictures of all time Is uh, my birthday party um, and I threw a kegger for like my 22nd, 23rd birthday or something like that. And I woke up the next morning and, uh, 
my my good friend Disney, who was actually just on the show this last week, Disney was sitting upright on the sofa, just sitting up, like straight up sleeping. And Jesse was on his knees, face down on the sofa, right next to Disney, passed out. It was one of, one of the greatest pictures. If I don't know, find me find me on Twitter. Maybe I'll go share it later because uh, I've I seen that, that up it's and, good. and find it. Man, I have a daughter. Don't don't do that now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> she's not old enough yet. It'll be fine. This will get buried. Man, the internet is forever, Josh. That's why we're making a podcast. Okay, which of course Just DM I mean, me, guys. I'll send it to I you. Means, I know that means it's already there. It was not one of my finer moments, but man, sometimes when you when you have to go to sleep, you have to go to sleep. I think that was the same day that the Broncos beat the Steelers in the playoffs. It may have been. And do you know why they beat the Steelers? Because I wasn't at that game. Because <laughs> Tebow mania, story. son. No, no it's because I wasn't there. And it's a whole <laughs> other story for another episode, you guys. If we keep talking about what Josh and I did in the past, we'll never get through this. And sorry, maybe sorry. we could story do that time. As a bonus episode or something. Story time is over. <laughs> We're talking about Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Kylie. Yes. Back to Heavy Metal Woman. Queen. How awful when we go back outside and Spike's Corvette is totally messed up. <sighs> yes, that's definitely a bummer. And then, of course, you know, FaZe gets messed up. And then Jet is just beside himself. You know, um, anti, anti-Jet over here. <laughs> How did they both get ruined in one day? <laughs> <laughs> you know they're going to make yeah, me fix it. <laughs> so I have a question. Zen. What do we know about those explosive vials that Decker has? It seems to be two different chemicals or maybe one chemical in air. So it's called nitro. Okay. Um, It's Yeah, that's basically what he was pushing. And that's why they um, had to very rapidly get away from the area because it was an an explosive substance. Mm Mm-hmm. So nitro, though that nitro, I remember that coming up in the episode. You're, yep. Okay. Well, uh, Jesse Callie says, "Tell a story every episode. She's going to write them all down, and by the end of season ten, she's going to have the adventures of Josh and Jesse as a trilogy ready to publish." Oh goodness oh. gracious! No, man. Like we had, Callie, we that's wonderfully dedicated and supportive of you. First of all, second of all, Josh and I have to like maintain our status as upstanding citizens now in society we both have jobs like we got bills to pay and stuff we can't just be you can't just be publishing all of the stuff that josh and i did like i'm game you can you can publish (laughs) anything that josh has done that's josh and i could just tell stories about jesse that's true. I, That's I would true. be fine with that because I don't feel like either of you is a trustworthy narrator, so that's totally <laughs> fine. Let's do that. Uh, I, I I have to know, Josh, in your heart, when you saw this, what essentially amounts to a car chase in space, right? Were you like, oh no, I'm having Last Jedi flashbacks? Or were you like, this is so much better than the car chase in The Last Jedi? <laughs> Uh, yes, no, I had wrote down that um, the action scenes have been very top-notch, especially the space battle scenes, although yes. I still have, you know, issues with sound and space sometimes. Um, yeah, I had a lot of issues with space in this episode. And that, that's, it's, 
I watch Star Wars and I remind myself every every day that Star Wars is made for kids and that not all of it is real. So I'm doing the same thing with Cowboy Bebop well, and telling myself is real, but... this is a cartoon and this isn't real and it's just for show. So stop being so stupidly scientific about it, you jerk. Well, and to that point, I mean, like in a in a 20 what are they 26 minutes 28 minutes a piece like it they can only do so much in one season 28 minute a piece episodes right so for me the suspension of disbelief actually fits into those problems that i have with it so it's like little things where i'm like i feel like for example, I feel like he's been holding his breath for a really long time. It's like... Also, he's not being frozen or crushed by the vacuum of space. That uh, doesn't happen instantaneously. Um, so it's like... I don't know. It's it's several hundred years in the future. The dude has a cybernetic eye. They're flying around in spaceships. They can travel through hyperspace. What's to say they don't also, for example, take a pill that messes with their physiology as we see in the next episode. Like maybe everybody who's in space takes the vacuum pill where it's like, Hey, this gives you an extra 15 seconds in space in case you happen to be for some ridiculous reason outside of your suit or outside of your pod with no EVA suit. Like, uh, it, for me, when I start thinking about those things, I'm like, eh, it's in space. It's the future. Like, to me, that applies for a lot of that stuff. But I appreciate where you're coming from, Josh, as far as, like, there's no need to take it super seriously. And I feel like with this show, the toning of it is, like, it's dramatic, but it's not necessarily serious. Right? Right. And unserious, but I do want to bring up... Also not silly. I, I want to bring up the point Callie's making here about not holding your breath in space. It was like when he took that deep breath and then went and float, floated in space, I was like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to exhale before you go into the depths of space? And that's, oh, wow, like on, Did anybody on research key, this? Callie says the first thing you need to do is exhale. After about 15 seconds, you will fall unconscious. After about 90 seconds, you will die. Still a better death than exploding lungs. And it buys you some time. So she says, if you're holding your breath, the loss of external pressure will cause the air in your lungs to expand, and that will rupture them and release air into your circular system. Hmm. And I, you know, when you see this on screen, he's holding his breath. He's launching into space with no suit. Uh, it's things that I note. But it doesn't ruin the experience for me. Right. No, no, no. Right. It's it's the critical person in me going, no way. That's not that's not real. Well, and the point that I'm making though is that to to Callie's point, it's not an instantaneous thing, right? Like you could do that if you were a regular person, you could be exposed for what however many seconds, as long as you knew to exhale and do whatever. So it's not necessarily that big of a stretch for my head to go eh, whatever it's also the future so like if we if it's if it's possible now then it's probably fine and and again i don't mean to sound like i'm like you have to enjoy every part of this i just want the want you to know the only reason that i'm defending it is because i feel like there is a semi-plausible piece to it even though he then uses i mean we'll talk about the scene when we get there if you want or we can talk about it now but i think the point of that scene is to be cool and not to be like like oh yeah that's what i would do right like here's step one here's step two it's just like that was freaking cool and it was i'm glad i watched it happen like um oh yeah i, I no i just 
the the critic in me was like, okay, come on. But the person that likes to watch entertainment and be entertained was like, oh my god, he's gonna die. Are you not there. entertained? There, he's, and then and then he shoots his gun, and you're like, oh yeah, of course, because duh, if you shoot mm-hmm. your gun in space, it shoots you backwards. Dude, duh. that was the coolest. But that's where I noticed the sound. I was like, there probably shouldn't really be sound <laughs> here right now. But that was probably the coolest part of like the episode, you know? Okay, <laughs> yeah. And thank Since you, Pixie, I... for joining us. Good to see you. Oh, hi, Pixie. Welcome to the show, Pixie. Pixie is our friend Pixie from the Next on Stage One podcast. It is all about the adult entertainment and nightlife industry. And if I'm not mistaken, they're also starting back up the Pop Culture Perspective podcast. Is that what it's called? The PCP podcast? If you follow at Sudden Butt, you can find Pixie at Next on Stage One, and you can find the other podcast that I just mentioned, whose name I'm not 100% on, in our followers, of whom there are about a thousand. There are actually more than that now, but... Uh, You guys know me Any chance that I get Um, Okay This is not a story I'm sorry Callie D But I do have a question for you guys Um, If you had a I don't know Let's just say like A modified 18 wheeler in space And you were You know Space trucker Um what would you call your truck? Because Heavy Metal Queen is the best name. So since that one's taken, what why don't be... you ask us this stuff in the chat like hours ago? I so know. We can so think about I, it. I don't know. It's it's funner though to like do it off the top of your head. Yeah. Like I'm thinking something like Renaissancey, like uh... okay. Yeah, go, go, go. Kylie, go, oh, Kylie God. totally gets the spirit of this. Totally. I, I feel like it would be like something fairy princessy for sure. <laughs> it should be that exactly something fairy star something plow. fairy princessy star plow i love star, star plow. plow okay yeah. okay i like that josh slave two that's oh my god <laughs> Ky- Kylie well, or Ricky, can one of you guys pull him from the screen? i got I him i got him <laughs> All right, bring him back. That's I miss awesome. him. <laughs> I miss him already. Um, do you, Josh? Do you remember what Faye's ship's name is? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, it, it just reminds me of Slave One or Slave Two or whatever. But it's it's Swordfish Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's the Red Tail. Faye's ship is the Red Tail. I think Spike's ship is a Swordfish, isn't it? I think it's Faye's. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm always... God, I'm always wrong. I'm going to look it up, though. I'm going to tell you right now. If you could look it up, because now I'm curious, yeah. but... Uh, Ricky D, do you have one? Oh, no. You have Starplow. Starplow is yeah. amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to get I'll you have a to think about sticker. it, man. I'll have to think about it. You can't think about it. I'll give you mine, and you can go based on that. Is that okay? Or you yeah. can pass. You can pass, but you don't get to answer later. So mine <laughs> that I came up with is obviously just based on heavy metal queen and i would want people to like associate with me with her so i would be steel regent and that's why i don't send them to you guys ahead of time so that i can have one ready to go but you can't (laughs) but you guys can do the same thing you could come up with a fun question and ask us all on the spot you know it is spikes by the way jesse you were right (sighs) Those are my three favorite words to hear people say. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I talk. really, I man, I, I have, I have to think of something like, 
I'm thinking too much about all the stuff going on in this podcast right now. I can't think about a goddamn space. Josh's would name. be Tiny Dancer. <laughs> Thank Tiny, you. Yes, Ricky Tiny D. Dancer. Perfect. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take you it. Guys, if you Breaker Breaker, trucker. this is Tiny Dancer. Oh, oh you know, I would be uh, Black Magic Woman. Okay. Okay. Yes. You know. There you go. Classic. If you guys this need is, a space this is Tiny Dancer, name. Space Plow, are you there? Stop. Ten four. <laughs> If you need a space trucker name, hit up Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D at Best Flicks Ricky D on Twitter. Okay, guys, let's attempt to move along. This has all been my fault. I recognize that entirely. Um, I really love that VT's reputation is what helps her track this guy down, right? Like she just puts out a call. She's like, hey, looking for a guy. And then somebody calls her up and goes, Hey, I've never met you, but I know all about you. And I'm pretty sure it's, it's this guy. I think I just saw your guy. Oh, speaking of all these truckers, you guys, um, should we all change our backgrounds to just be a bunch of nudie magazines so that it's like fuller immersion for the audience? So they feel like we're space truckers. Cause did you notice that every space trucker, his entire cabin is just full of nudie magazines? Except yes. For AT, of course. You know what I n noticed about it is none of the girls, none of the women had nipples. You know why, right? Because it's a sin. It is yeah, just dirty, dirty it. stuff. Well, <laughs> well, it's a censor thing. No, no, show. exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. Sarcasm. Get but it's censored because it's well, a I can't sin. See your face. Because it's oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's dirty. Nipples are women. Female nipples, in particular, are naughty, according right. to society. Yes. <laughs> Even if they're animated. Even yes, exactly correct. So. The the mining satellite that they that they track this guy to or they track this guy to wherever he is, but then he runs to this mining satellite, right? The first shot of the mining satellite definitely pretty much looks like a meatball with a straw in it, if I'm not mistaken. Did you did anybody else notice that? <laughs> I thought it kind of looked well. Okay, I guess I didn't study it or anything, but I thought it kind of looked like the. Uh, like a building from Titan on Avengers. Mm. Okay. Got, like, One uh, of those old rundown. Sure. Yeah, like the circular. Looking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're talking about. But there was uh, a meatball in the middle. You know, I was a little frustrated with this episode because that cat was getting more screen time in one episode than Ayn has had all season long. And that, that rubbed me the wrong way. I... I'm going to be fully honest with you, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. I took a full point off for the cat. <gasps> See, I Jesse was excited. Hates cats. It looks Jesse like our cat. Cats. It looks like Trev. That was the first thing I thought. And then I thought its name Zeros was so cute. I'm thinking one, if we get another tuxie, it's going to have to be called Zero. Why more than one zero for your dog's name or your, your cat's name rather? I mean, well, I don't it's know. like in basketball or sports. Why do you have double zeros instead of just one zero? That's stupid. Yeah, but I don't think anybody. Um, well, actually, I was going to say nobody gets a hold of those guys by going, hey, zeros. But then I realized tons of guys on the teams probably do that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I don't yeah, know. I'm so not sure why. Um, <laughs> so I did notice that that's kind of a trope number. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's just got to be a cat in every episode, though. There's always a cat in these episodes. 
But maybe it's maybe it's just because the two that I watched today had cats in them. <laughs> and I'm just thinking that all of them had cats. But yeah, recency bias. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Jesse, just for you, I changed my background to a chucker background. You're welcome. Oh, I'm oh. so happy. I can't see it, but I'm going to watch back through this. Oh, yeah. You remember? Yeah, Jesse can't see anything. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's just oh. a wall of Playboys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, right. it's good, though. I actually, I think that's Jesse's pretty cool. Jesse's just like that character from it the second like, episode. It looks like my brother's garage. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that we don't get pulled halfway through this episode. No, no, no. They're yeah. very tasteful. They're the oh. covers. Oh, it's they're not like they're artsy, all gross. Artsy they're, yeah, they're the artsy yes. covers. <laughs> No nips in sight. Yeah, no, the nipples are censored. Don't even worry about that. This is my unsure face. (laughs) Uh, So here's the thing. I I like that the the main bad guy, right, that they're after, it kind of eats it right away because he's not really the important part of this story and he's not the entertaining part of this story. I mean, he was fun, right? He was fun to, to watch fail, but he was not the best part of the story for me. Um, so I kind of don't mind that he just immediately gets taken out and then we're focused on, you know, the, the task at hand, which is survive, of course, which felt pretty firefly to me. Um, except that they had, go ahead. We just brushed over the fact that jet, was giving Ian bean sprouts for dinner. That's all they had. You know, yeah, but why? Because that crazy Fay girl kept slurping dog food out of the cans. You know, if that selfish <laughs> chick wasn't eating all the dog food, then I wouldn't be over here feeling bad for Ian because he's having to eat gross bean sprouts. <laughs> I'm starting to not like Faye is the point of this. Yeah. Of that. That, that is something that I've noticed in these first couple episodes is, nah, she's, I guess she's a little distasteful. Um, but in she the end, I don't know. She grows on you, I suppose. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe she doesn't. Maybe she kind of sucks the whole time. Who knows? About to find out, aren't we? <laughs> we are about to find out. <laughs> Okay. Um, um, this episode that, in particular, that, that's my tangent. Though, Good. I do think that she um, was definitely thinking she was a little bit better at bounty hunting than she really actually is in this episode. That's definitely something I noticed. <laughs> I, yeah, I will eel, counter- eel no. tattoo. That's not a I'll, dragon. That's an eel. I will counterpoint that by saying just wait for the next episode, I guess, which isn't really fair, but like, you're right in this episode, actually, I'm going to take this opportunity. If I could, I feel like the thing that is similar here with the thing that happens a lot in firefly, right. Is that because a lot of the characters that are interacting with each other are all criminals or all, you know, somewhat outside the law or on different sides of the law. There are like these classes of criminal and um law enforcement right where it's like okay this guy's really good and this guy's even better right so in firefly i'm thinking you've got like the serenity crew who's really good but then you've also got um monty's crew right like who's probably pretty good but probably not as good as mal's crew then you've got like the operative right who's like even more dangerous than say a niska character but all of these characters are generally bad 
ish or they're on the opposite side of the law from the other characters so a similar thing happens here where we have our crew and then their class versus whatever the other class is of whoever's in the episode in this episode i feel like it's like them versus the environment for the most part which is why i was saying i'm fine that it was you know the guy the guy got lucky because he was small and didn't look like a threat so that is on Faye, a hundred percent but in the next episode specifically the criminals that they're chasing are decidedly one or two classes below our crew because in the next episode our crew is like psh, psh, executing firing on all cylinders no problem smooth as heck and the now, bounties were smaller right the bounties were smaller so that indicates like okay these guys are less of a threat in general so they go in there their confidence is up their smoothness is up Faye gets distracted and they still manage to basically save the day anyways so yeah it's that's a good point Kylie and to your point Josh I mean I think that's one of the strengths of the show is that it has characters that are realistic enough to where you go you know what I was initially really into this character and now I'm kind of like I don't know if I like this character anymore because that means there's development, there's arc, there's character there. Like it's a it's an excellent thing to it experience. Me, yes. You know, like Jane, roller coaster of a journey roller with Jane. Coaster. You know, roller coaster. <laughs> ah, yes. No, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just starting to dislike her more and more. I guess because she, not only does she mess up the missions. But she eats the most innocent creature on the ship's food. I don't know, though. When a girl gets hangry, whoo! Uh, she's also gambling away all her winnings. That's another kind of negative Ooh, on her character. I totally fate. forgot about yeah, that. No, like, honestly, really, uh, I, I do get that this this particular episode does not shine well on Faye <laughs> at all. But maybe that's on purpose like maybe they're trying to make us perceive that because for that part all we get is spike and jet's comments on it we don't actually see her go lose her money and she never actually specifies that she's out of cash she says we should go do this and he's like or she says we should take a risk and they're like didn't you just do that and she's like what so i mean it could be that they're assuming and making judgments but Again, it's difficult when we watch these back-to-back -to, -back to separate which thing happened in which episode. Um, so if I do that, I apologize. And if any of the crew does that, I forgive you beforehand and, you know, preemptively. So so um, I don't apologize then? <laughs> uh, I forgive everyone but Josh. So last, I, to close this episode out, I'll give my last piece. And then if you guys have anything else that you want to talk about that I probably definitely skipped over, we'll do that. So we get to this scene, right? Which it sounds like Ricky D may have some tutting to do about. Um, but my heart skips a beat every time Spike misses that first grab with VT. And I'm like, oh, uh, he... There's no coming back from this. And then I immediately am like, what does he do? Because for a second, he doesn't do anything. Well, he's and the look like on VT's face is she, she's yeah. like, oh, God, he's done. He's done. Yeah, she's like, there's there's no coming back from that. And I feel like, I mean, that combined with a couple of the other things that Spike does, including at the very end of this episode, 
those are the things that make her rethink her viewpoint on bounty hunters, right? Because her, her, when she first finds out he's a bounty hunter, she's like, here's your money, get the F out. We're not friends anymore. Even though that was a fun bar fight that we had together. So this, I think the resourcefulness and the, um, never say die attitude, the last minute, uh, ingenious solution to a ridiculous problem, I think impressed her. And then he was super smooth about everything else that he did. But I just, that scene. Okay. If there's a scene that I'm looking forward to them executing really well in a live action remake, it's that one. And I'm hoping they either, I I don't know if the live action remake is going to like follow the same plots or anything like that, but I would love to see this, exact thing happen even if it's not for all of the same reasons because i want to see it done in live action even though it looks it will probably look i don't know unrealistic might be the word for it i just think it would be cool and i would like to see it that having been said what do you guys go ahead i hope kate mckinnon plays vt that would be okay okay this is fun this is fun who do you guys want to be vt other than kate Kate McKinnon? mckinnon Kimmy Kennedy's a girl from Yep. Ghostbusters. Um, she bridesmaids. She I don't think she wasn't bridesmaid. <laughs> I'm thinking Brianna Tarth. Um oh, no, that's would be a good Gwendolyn one. Christie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well that's what I'm thinking. It would be a good VT. Oh, she would be a good VT. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Blonde, big Large. I, you know, not you know, not big. You know, you know what I mean though. Like tall and she, Yeah. She's Here you go, Kylie. huge. She's like six and a half feet tall, isn't she? Okay, um, okay. Ricky D. I'm thinking. What about uh, the one, the woman that played Mrs. Trunchbull in Matilda? Oh, she's okay. still alive. I don't think so, but that's like the only person that's popping up in my head. Did you just watch Matilda? Because so did we. It was on no. cable. It's been probably we two decades. Did just watch Matilda. Literally. Just watch every movie that gets brought up. I have to ask. Do you just, we watch a lot of entertainment. Like you know, constantly. what it comes down to is that I, we, we keep TV yeah. on for background noise. And so a lot of the times we're not actually sitting and watching this stuff, but we it's on. That. Gotcha. Yes. Like, we've like, watched Waterboy three times in the last two weeks, you know? <laughs> well, I have watched it at least twice, but... Okay, you know, I've, I've totally watched it twice, too, but... Hey, like, when I'm editing, I always have something on in the background, so there's yeah. always something playing, um, and when I'll have I work, captions yeah. on with it and stuff, so it's... Totally. Um, but anywho, um, I just... I, one thing that I thought we skipped over, and it's something that, like, I guess I kind of fell into as well, so... Everybody who's trying to guess VT's name, everybody's thinking she's a dude. And so one of my first notes here, and I don't know if maybe I was like half paying attention or like couldn't remember what's going on, but I'm like, is VT voiced by a female? And then I'm like, wait, VT has a husband? And then, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I thought, I, I just, it was interesting how they just kind of skipped over that, uh, there's definitely some androgyny going on with the VT character. Um, I kind of, t- it's definitely, I don't know if off-putting is, off-putting is definitely not the word. Uh, it catches you off guard the first yeah. time yeah. Um, because you kind of like realize, oh, I got to spend some energy figuring this part out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the understanding that I came to toward the end was like, oh, she's much older now. 
and she's you know her lifestyle has changed so the mm-hmm. way that she looks has changed because the photo that he shows of her looks very different mm-hmm. um so one of my first notes is why is it that most anime character like most pretty anime boys sound like they're girls well the androgyny in general in anime i think um i don't know where it comes from but i know that there have been there's been a lot of um discussion surrounding that and probably research etc um but my immediate guess would be that it's a a kind of down the middle of the road uh way to appeal to both audiences right like oh that's kind of who like is that a well i can't tell whatever it's cool looking i'll watch this you know like oh it's a guy it's voiced by a guy now i know that's that character is a guy because it sort of doesn't matter as long as you're into the look of it for the most part there's been one or two anime that i've seen that were like this is gorgeous and i do not care at all about what is happening on the screen i can't even think of their names that's how little i was like into them but it has happened very rarely to me usually if it looks good i'm willing to look at whatever it is um but i feel like this is probably our most specific instance of it so far in the series right Mm, i would agree yeah i was just thinking like any final fantasy game i've played it always just kind of seems like that's a thing you know yeah I just think there's a lot of assumptions that people could have made about the particular character, um, even after finding out that she is a woman and then being surprised that she had a husband kind of thing. Like mm. she's just an enigma. Um, and I think that that's what's really cool about that character. VT. So, yeah. yeah. What what was it? Valerie? Is it Valerie? Victoria. Victoria yeah. Terpstein. Victoria. The, yeah. The, yep. It's a cool name. <laughs> Anybody else? Excellent. Terps-gaday. No, I got nothing. Okay. Terps-gaday. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Would you like to say Terpskaday, or do you have anything you feel like we skipped over? Ricky D has just disappeared from the chat and the entire screen, so hopefully he comes back soon. I'm guessing he doesn't have much else to say, though. Oh, that's awful. I, I miss him, you guys. I hope he gets back quick. I'm sure um, you will. Me too. He probably just needed to... Uh, go double check his catalyzer sometimes that thing gets shaky while the engine is running right of course he was just he just needed to go use the toilet because you know he likes bringing up toilet jokes there he is uh, hit that x on my browser and shut everything down (laughs) yeah yeah back from the toilet we know it's okay (laughs) i did a super poo yeah i was like that was that was quick impressive man (laughs) i'm trying to you guys what do you think what do you think Ricky D had open in his other browser tabs while we were talking about this show? I'm just kidding. Let's not talk about that. All right. So I think this is a good time to hand the mic back to my wonderful co-hosts at Miss My Arm Cast, Kylie, so that you can give us the synopsis for episode eight, Waltz for Venus. Cool. Yes. All right. Um, Waltz for Venus opens with Spike and Faye teaming up successfully to successfully earn a bounty against some airplane hijackers. Faye gambles away her winnings at the casino while Spike gets harassed by a kid named Rocco who wants to learn his technique. Spike reluctantly offers him some bits of wisdom in keeping with his Bruce Lee style fighting skills. Josh, I even said that about the Bruce Lee. Um, yep. When he when some gangsters <laughs> show up, Rocco takes off 
off and Spike unwittingly gets stuck with a mysterious healing plant called Grey Ash. Spike meets Rocco's sister, Stella, who has been blinded from spores that fall on Venus. Jet discovers that Rocco has a bounty on his head along with gangsters who are after the Grey Ash. You don't want gangsters after your gray ash. Absolutely so. not. And then, yeah, but it's, it's the Venus sickness, I think, that they mentioned in there is what it's called. Um, <clears throat> dang it. And I had just looked up the swordfish, too, um, that we found out that was for Spike. But anywho, um, so the, the only fun facts that I kind of found in here, and they, uh, again, they seem to be pop culture kind of references, uh, which is cool. Um, but Tom and Jerry was the first thing uh, like that was quite obvious on there. Um, that was yeah. just kind of fun. Um, they seem to uh, pick like a lot of Western um sort of pop culture so you know the rolling stones and other things um and then tom and jerry but then the uh the you know quote-unquote bad guys are huey dewey and louie yep I caught i'm like that. okay so you know daffy ducks nephews or what um so i did not catch that holy cow no really um but yeah, no, that's definitely. Um, he was he was taking notes. That's not his fault. I, for a second, I was like, "Are you are you not?" And then I realized, "Oh, because well, he was probably taking notes." It, it, I I was, and I was still just reeling from the last episode, the the heavy metal queen. Like the notes that I have for episode uh, seven are twice as long as the notes that I have for episode eight. <laughs> so. You know, and that's something that we notice as well. It's kind of funny that each episode we do, the first episode's, like, pretty notable. Um, but okay. anywho, that's I have I a question about the entire, like, how this is put together. Last week when Phil was here, he referred to everything as session instead of episode. Mm-hmm. I think I've caught Jesse calling him sessions as well. Is there yeah, a my reason bad. they're called sessions, or is it just because they're cool? So... Because they're, cause they're all different jams, right? Okay, yes. Yeah. Jazz. Well, um, because yeah. jazz. But Three, like, two, if one, you're... Let's jam. It's a jam session. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But if or you're watching session, you like know. Adult Swim, it, it breaks it out and it says session four, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, and it says that on Hulu, like in mm-hmm. the, like it gives oh, okay. the title card and it says session seven, Heavy Metal Queen. Yeah. Um, but See, that just, just word makes the show so much better. Having that revelation, I didn't even think about the fact that it's a jam <laughs> session yeah. of music, and it's always a different jam session. And now you realize that, like, the session Heavy Metal Queen has heavy metal music. Guys, excuse me, my head is... Yeah, Josh is and gonna start over. Honky Tonk Woman. I mean, Waltz for Venus. Waltz yep. for Venus. There, yeah, he's teaching him to dance. There's a future episode called Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it goes forever. I, yeah, I'm. It, this is part of why I personally really wanted Josh to watch this show with us, you guys, because the music is so integral to what the show is. And I feel I I felt that that would be just paramount to Josh's experience, right? That's going to be in the forefront of every episode that he remembers is the music. And I wonder if it hasn't got to the point, Josh, where that's happening so thickly that you're like not glossing over visual details, but like you're replacing them with audio details in your head. I am actually. So it's funny because at the very first part of episodes, session seven, um, 
<laughs> I write in my notes, opening music and scene. All of it is my shot of the show. The music is my line of the show. That opening is hardcore AF. <laughs> so, like, yes, I will always remember Heavy Metal Queen because of the music. And I'm always going to remember Waltz for Venus because of the music. And, even, like, all of the. I posted a video earlier on Twitter of me dancing to the, to the Cowboy Bebop theme song. Because, good. like, that's what it... I love the music of the show. If, if anything at all i love the music like completely it's a 11 out of 10 soundtrack <laughs> completely um and i yeah that that brings up my ratings on most of these shows because of the music you know like 100 you're right a lot of times i'm rating these things on the music and how much i liked it you know exactly. i add extra extra points or take away points if it's you know something that i didn't necessarily like or whatever it but work. It has been a wonderful, wonderful experience so far. Um, I really love the experience of Spike going to Venus and realizing that the atmosphere is mostly helium. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. That was one of my favorite, favorite scenes. Of, uh, do you have any picture. questions for me about the fact this is on Venus, Jesse? Uh, well, it <laughs> sounds like you're pretty upset about it. Uh, actually, no. It's just usually you bring up the locality of everything being in our solar system. And the fact that it continues <laughs> to be all in our solar system, it makes me more okay with it. Because okay. I was just thinking that the show should have a greater geographical footprint mm -hmm. uh, than it does, just because there were these space gates and everything. Yeah. But the fact that we continue to stay in this solar system... It, it's something that I'm okay with. It's something that I think is correct because it repeats itself. And uh, I'm no longer annoyed by the fact that we're just going to moons on Jupiter or we're just going to it's these nearby Tijuana. places. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, <clears throat> I would like to point out from the start of this episode, uh, I did note that we sort of seem to be getting an explanation of how the gates work, right? Like, it's not like one gate here and one gate there. It seems like there's a series of gates near the planets that, like, either slowly accelerate or decelerate you to or from hyperspace, right? So it seems to the point that I made the first time you complained about it. Again, I'm not attacking you, and I'm glad to hear that your viewpoint has changed. It's the trash all over again, guys. No, 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 it's not. It seems like what you're saying is you accept it because it feels realistic to how we would start to get around, right? Like, if we if we could figure out how to build those, we'd be like, dude, let's do one to Mars, let's do one to Venus, let's do one to Jupiter, like, all the closest stuff that would normally take us several years, let's do that stuff first. So, I appreciate you bringing that up and then making it seem like I brought it up and then, you know, <laughs> giving some sort of, like, meta mea culpa but i'm glad well, it's to hear funny you're you say enjoying that our solar system next time i have a thought i will not include you <laughs> it's funny you say that jesse because callie uh called ricky out usually you bring up the locality says the guy who literally brought it up today nice <laughs> chat i can't see your comments but i can feel them in my heart and i appreciate that thank but you I so can much feel all right i feel well, like this is a this is the attack ricky episode of the season it's not don't worry ricky mine, mine, mine's coming again. soon
I need nobody, I need everybody to always understand that we are never attacking anybody. We are trying to help each other grow. Like we, we had disagreeing with each other is part of why we got these four people together, you guys, because we knew these four people weren't going to agree on everything. And if you guys see me crying, those are fake tears. <laughs> I'm not actually hurt by anything Jesse says. It's true. He's working on his acting. He, he, Ricky D is a very good singer, as we all know. And true by default we sort of assume that he's a good actor so yes if you see tears please ignore them if you see fire do something and let me know because i can't again i don't see anybody in the chat Um, somebody else to i would like to take this moment really quickly to just say to the people in the chat even the people that aren't cali attacking ricky thank you guys again for being here it means the world to me and i really appreciate it so absolutely I really love, in this episode, we get a very good demonstration of the difference in tone of Faye's voice um, when she's asking for something she wants versus when she's putting her foot down. So when she goes up to get the money, she's like, hey, and then he's like, this is all you get. And the next thing she says, she's like, yeah, I know. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm going to, like, I'm a grown up, okay? So it's like, that was a quick switch there, which is which is fair. He was fairly condescending, but I mean, maybe that's what they agreed to. I um, I definitely noticed that this is uh, this was the first time we got to see Faye's iconic uh, little sunglasses. Mm. I was yeah, excited so about that. Yes, looking out right over the top of those things, just yeah. like the badass femme fatale that she is. Oh, well, they're like sometimes. so bizarre. They're like little like it, it's, they kind of look like the glasses you put on when you go into a tanning bed. <laughs> That's what it looks like. They allow it's funny because they allow her to see most of what she's looking at or for. And even in the last episode she missed a pretty big detail. <laughs> but um you know, it, it sort of happens. So this episode basically we get this classic arc here, right? Where there's the the well meaning kid that can't do anything right and he's begging the master to teach him over and over and the master is just like, No, I don't want to teach you until he realizes, okay, the kid has heart. I guess I'll teach you to be some fraction as cool as I am. So what did you guys think about this? Roku character who I'm pretty sure they also called Roku a couple of times and possibly Goku once or twice. But really? I it's it just it sounded different to me coming from a couple of different characters but again okay. it it all runs together and I it's it's just I'm nitpicky you guys know that. In my notes I have him written down as Space Chad every time he comes up in my notes. All right, all right. I just have G's creeper much. It's kind of he- what I wrote. Definitely um, an odd character, but just being a person who have seen, you know, multiple animes, there's always kind of, you know, somebody like him. He definitely reminded me of the typical lost soul, good heart, you know, somebody takes him under the wing and then something always inevitably bad happens to this character, you know. (laughs) Maybe even suddenly uh, in the live action remake if we could cast literally anybody from any time period in this role i think it would have to be like 1991 Polly shore what do you guys think about oh that? i don't know i think that's a little extreme <laughs> nicholas cage <laughs> <laughs> teach me um, that stuff man 
Dude, I just watched this Nicolas Cage movie last night called Willy's Wonderland. Jesus, you're watching Waterboy and Nicolas Cage movies? Okay, Do so you need for, some recommendations? First of all, Waterboy is great. Nicolas Cage, I am not a fan. And Josh just loves him, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I definitely derailed that, but... Um... No, just like you guys have watched every movie <laughs> at all times. I'm telling you, it's not like watches. we're si- we're not sitting and watching them. Everything uh, no, I actually sat and watched on that on one though. <laughs> Everything under thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes—that's right on their watch list. Yeah, for some reason. So, so well, first of all, Nicholas sure. Cage doesn't speak in the movie that I watched, but oh, thank so if God! He if he didn't speak, being uh, this character, I could probably. Agree agree with that um but i would take uh ryan gosling from blade runner 2049 as as that guy have we ever seen ryan gosling be like a bumbling idiot with potential probably i what i mean is have you guys ever seen that because i know i haven't (laughs) i mean i could look it up but i don't i don't know i don't know too many ryan gosling movies i guess ricky d is muted. Oh. He's muted. Ricky D well, is so muted. Ryan Gosling, I'm not a fan of. Don't follow at all. So okay, I got nothing. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, I really <laughs> love the insight, the, the insight that we get in this episode into how Spike is thinking while he is fighting in his very cool jazz foo way, right? Like he just... He explains in a couple of paragraphs to this kid, here's how you be impossibly smooth at all times. Here's how to just be as cool, well, like I said, a fraction as cool as I am, and whoop some ass along the way and keep yourself safe, right? And it makes so much sense when he explains it like, look, you got to be loose. You can't be tensed up. You got to be ready to react at any minute. And you start thinking back like, okay, I've seen him dodge stuff he shouldn't be able to dodge i've seen him hit guys that other people couldn't hit you know all this kind of stuff like it's just it's a great little piece of world building and you guys know how i feel about world building i love it so watching this show uh with headphones i don't know if do you guys watch with headphones or do you watch uh regularly but with subtitles subtitles depends I, I, i always watch with subtitles but it, I might watch it in headphones. I might watch it on the speakers. I do regular, yeah. So if you watch with headphones, the stereo mix is actually really well used, right? So the scene in this episode where they're both on the, yeah, where they're both on the ship and they're going back and forth talking about what they should do, Jet is only in one ear and Spike is only in the other ear until one of them walks to the center of the screen and then it fills both ears and it's got like the echo to it and everything. It's just like... That's another thing I've noticed with this show is that in particular, like I never brought it up before because it's kind of a a real like audio engineer nerd thing to like notice. So good on you. Um, but whoever's doing the the sound engineering on this show is a genius like he's incredible the way that they manipulate the noises from the guns like i have two different speakers a left speaker and a right speaker and obviously they will play according to what's on the show and so you know there'll be an explosion on the left side and it's all on the left side i i feel like that's 
kind of a newer not not newer it's it's always been used but not used as much or as well especially in like an old anime cartoon that was mm -hmm. you know didn't have a, a bunch of funding and that sort of right well and it, it i appreciate the hell out of it but it doesn't really surprise me given the dna of the show right like we're gonna build this whole thing around the music which will be written concurrently with the animation, you know, that kind of thing. It makes sense that they would have somebody go, okay, well then it needs to be mixed really well and it needs to sound great. And good Lord, it does. Oh, and you can gosh. tell whoever does it, I, I'm going to look them up right now because whoever does it just loves their job. <laughs> oh, you know, I, could you imagine like, ah, oh, that would be great. Um, so before we get to the foliage covered crash shuttle in the desert, um, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, and then at Miss My Arm Cast Kylie. Are there any notes from the first part of episode eight that you feel like we jumped over? I think I'm good to go. You know, I think I think. Yep, looking at my notes, I am as well. So after hashtag world building, I like that Spike immediately knows, even out of his peripheral vision that this girl is blind, right? Like he sees her stumble a little bit and he immediately turns around and catches her. He's like, okay, she's not a threat. And he's just kind of like side-eyeing and he figures that whole thing out. But to the point of the hashtag world building, I love that this crashed shuttle is just covered in foliage. Like that's just cool because that makes sense that that's one of the ways that you would survive crashed in the desert. You need a something to keep you in the shade, like a canopy of trees, and it's going to provide cool air. It's going to provide moisture. It's going to provide shade. Maybe it's a fruit-bearing tree. We don't know. And I immediately thought to myself, I wonder if they overrode the environmental controls on the shuttle so that it would produce like extra moisture, and that's how they started growing everything, which, again, very nerdy. Nobody cares about it except for me, but I did have that thought. So <laughs> moving forward from that, again, I, this is the part, I think, where I, I notice that the name pronunciations sound different, depending on who says it, because the first time that, uh, what is her name? Is it Stella? Or was that the girl? Stella. Okay. First time Stella says Roko, it sounds like Roku, and then it sounds like Roko. I, think. I noticed that too. Okay, I was like, maybe I it did was notice. Like, and maybe it's just because <laughs> our brains are trained to hear Roku. It could be. We've heard. See, yeah. I thought it was Rocco at first because I saw the spelling. But that's how it's spelled. Yeah. They. It's, well, they, didn't I'm they call sure they him said, Rocco? No, they said Rocco. I, I made. I made sure to pay attention because I thought it was Rocco, and I did not want to make an ass Man. out of myself. We all heard different names. It, it's. Roko is like I think that's <laughs> I don't know you know I, I'm pretty sure that that's like how they pronounced it but again I was wrong earlier no you're right I think it's supposed to be Roko <laughs> yeah. every time people in the chat does this sound like I'm saying Roko or Roku Count Dooku so, Fago's <laughs> Fago's into this bar looking for information Fago <laughs> Fago. Fago's into this bar looking yeah. for information on these bounties. And she single-handedly lays waste to this place. Like like we were saying earlier, this is an episode where they are one tier up on everybody they encounter. Right. Like, you you see this last one, you're like, "Eh, she's not really on her game." And then you're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> 
And then so she's she just been faking it this whole time because obviously she's a badass. Well, she walked into a bar where everybody was a lower level than her. Right. Ricky, Ricky okay. hit the nail on the okay. head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also a little bit like Cray. Like I would imagine some days she's a little bit off and <laughs> some lower days level. She's where's on where's, where's, where's Intrepid DM right now to, to roll <laughs> our roll our dice for strength? Like, <laughs> I was hoping that he could roll to find out how crazy she was. Uh, I think, I think what it is is meant to indicate, like, like to your point, Kylie, you had mentioned earlier, uh, these guys are not worth as much of a bounty. So they're they're not as skilled of a criminal. They're not as organized. They don't have the resources that some of the other criminals they've chased after have got behind them. Um, and I think it's. I'm really glad that you brought that up because it helps explain, I think, why our crew is just like almost overly competent this episode. Like they cannot fail, even though, I mean, Spike is like standing in an open room when gunfire starts and he doesn't even get hit. Like that's lucky, right? So I think that, but to that point, I'm so happy that we get an episode where we get to see our crew just be excellent the whole time. Like, I feel like with Firefly, we didn't really get a full episode of that. I think we might have gotten three quarters of an episode of it. But I, I don't I don't know that there was an episode where all the way through everybody was, oh, maybe maybe the episode trash because they were kind of all on the same page the whole time. Yeah, you maybe count the movie if you count that for anything in that. Ugh. <laughs> Careful, Rosie's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we... We love you, Rosie, and Josh is not mad at you. He's, he's just salty he's, about Wash. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just sad about. I will Wash. forever be salty about Wash. Can we blame? I swear him? to God, if they kill Spike in this show, I'm quitting. I'm done. Well, I don't know. You guys couldn't see, <laughs> so, but I, I'm wearing my Jane shirt right now from from Susie. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for all the wonderful shirts and cool pins and stuff. Again, Shepherd Susie. Uh, Absolutely. Still working on that name. I'm sorry, you guys. We'll we'll come up with a name other than Shepherd. We had a lot of other stuff to think about uh, this season. I can hear you, Ricky D. I'm moving right past it. So when <laughs> Rocco realizes that Spike is a bounty hunter, he hit, he pulls up his gun, but he's immediately shaking, right? Because he already knows he's no match for Spike. So he's like, hey, you're a bounty hunter, right? And he's like, I, not that there's anything I could do about it. I just, I think I figured this out. And I, I like that little detail. Um before we get to the, you know, the moment for this episode, Josh, then Ricky, then Kylie, is there anything you feel like we skipped over from episode eight that you have to talk about? Uh, I had one question. I think I know the answer, but I was a little bit confused. There were like seeds that Spike pulled out of that music box. Are those seeds for that weird Venus plant? The yeah. ash. Yeah. Okay, yes. So the the reason that the seeds are a huge deal is because the plant is was worth what like ten million wulongs or something like and that. And you can grow multiple with the seeds. A rare. Right. He has plant, like a yeah. handful of them. Right. So it was like, Oh, that's worth a lot of money and then inside of that there's like this thing that's worth fifty times a lot of money. Uh so yes. Um uh, Go ahead. Is there a reason why you couldn't get seeds out of an already active plant? 
And maybe I'm going too deep. I might be asking too many questions. Yeah, for space science. Shut that, up, Ricky. That, yeah, well, that could that could be like a regular plant question, which we would know, but it also Not could space be space plants. plant question. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, I don't know. It could be a thing that has an answer that we just don't have off the top. Sure, of, of course, because we just crammed it. But uh, I'm willing to look it up. Not this moment, but I'm willing to look it up. Um, I had a question. Um, why does why does Piccolo look like a teenage mutant ninja turtle villain? He looks like Somebody. Bebop. He does. What do you know? Looks like <laughs> Bebop. I did notice that I well I think that the voice actor for him also had something in his mouth when he was recording the lines where the guy was chewing on a cigar. It sounded very authentic, so I appreciated that little detail. I believe that was the same character. I did also notice those the one piece uh pink neon eighties sunglasses and think of Ninja Turtles as well. Um let's see here. Oh, any other questions or notes before we move slightly on? Uh, uh one more thing. Uh, no. I also noticed that Spike is always begging people not to die. Whether it is his bounties or it's somebody that he's made friends with, like this Roko character. He spends just like he spends a lot of time falling out of windows. He spends a lot of time begging people not to die. He should put the two together and just get it over with. Like, there, yes. Ask them not to die as you jump out a window backwards. You save time. You get everything done in half the amount. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a theme that's established for him is loss and kind of like tangential loss, right? Where it's like. He didn't want to train this kid. He wasn't trying to get involved with this. I mean, until he found out about the bounty, you know, which was after he'd already met the guy. So it was like, I, you know, I wasn't trying to get involved with all this stuff, but now I am. So whatever. Um, so the guy that voiced um, Bebop was uh, in Power Rangers. He was Rito Revolto. Yeah. You're talking about Steve Bloom? He's, oh, that's... He's also, that's Rita Repulse's brother, I believe, or maybe uh, yeah. nice. Nope. Yeah. yeah, his name is Bob Papenbrook. Um, he's also in a little thing called Cowboy Bebop the movie. Is this something that you were trying to not tell me about? I, I think I actually told you there was a movie, but it's the same thing as uh, Firefly, where it takes place after the series. Oh Actually, great! We just started. No, we just no, no. started a good question for the next six episodes. So there's a, a movie, or wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know that it takes place chronologically after the series or during the series, but it is a separate story that we don't see during the series. But it is uh, our plan for this show is to watch it after we watch the season, the series. Uh, but yes, there is a movie. Okay. So, yeah, and he—he's not even Picaro in the movie. He plays a different character. So. So he's a. A voice actor then yep exactly he was in digimon i don't know if you guys watched that dumb digimon, show but digital monsters digimon are the Doesn't champions sound like it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's why ricky and i are best friends okay josh do you have control can you kick them both out yep. later guys have a good one all right Pow. look back, back. oh cool. damn <laughs> Get him the power. Yeah, I know. I can. I can add myself back in. Uh, we've, we've made a huge mistake, Josh. Dang it. Okay. So, I did write down. At least Roko goes out thinking he mastered kung fu, right? That's good. Kind of a rough moment. It sucks, but I mean, 
it's it fits with the nature of the show, right? Unexpected and things change moment to moment. It's very quick. You have to pay a lot of attention. And if you stop paying attention, you might get shot. So, yeah, I just... That was a rough scene, but I really... I feel like they gave that guy a nice ending other than being dead, right? Like, he got to go out in a moment where he felt triumphant and he was, like, pretty sure everything's okay and he knew Spike was kind of in charge of what he had left behind. So, I don't know. I feel like he got to go out in an in a not awful way other than... In- the whole scenario was the closest I've gotten to getting emotional in this show mm-hmm. um, with him at the end and how he asks him, you know, if we would have met earlier would we be friends and then going and you know spike going and talking to his sister stella and and her talking about things i mean like when's he coming back like that that kind of stuff always gets me um, no matter what it is when like you know that that character is dead and then the relative and or good friend of that character is like where are they at where are they but for some i'm just not as emotionally attached to this show yet so it didn't it tugged on my heartstrings, but not as mm-hmm. much as I think. You know, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily about the this, per, you know, character in general. It's you know, it reminds you of somebody who is maybe a little rough around the edges, and you know, they have a good heart, an old friend kind of thing. Um, that's that's why it was a little hard for me. You know what I mean? Well, it's more, and this this scene is all about character development for Spike too, because it's it's all showing how compassionate he is. He didn't even really like that dude at first. He didn't care about Roko or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's now going to visit his sister to let her know what's going on and help her out you know so it it just it showed a little bit of growth on spike's end where spike at at first seems to be this you know this all badass bounty hunter that that only cares about the money and the profit and then come to find out that's not what it is it's very reminiscent of a little show that i watch a lot um called the mandalorian i don't know if you guys have ever seen that but but no, to your point, the correct word, but I know what you mean. Go ahead. To your point, though, I mean, in the last episode with VT, you know, you, you're definitely starting to see Spike's true character. You know, he had guessed her name correctly. And so he won the big giant wad of cash, you know, but he decides he's just going to go ahead and take what he had put into the wad of cash. And the rest was going to be for her and her husband in heaven. You know what I mean? Like, so um, that, I think that's that's I'm excited about where we are in these episodes because you're really starting to see the characters develop um, in the way that people remember them by. So, and what's the connecting thread there? So what what is it that gives him insight to and it's compassion a, it's a for family both thing. characters? Right. Well, it's I was going to go a little broader, but like just love in general. Like, oh, okay, okay. And, you know, maybe even, like, a soft spot towards women, too, you know? Um, or, or or the vulnerable, um, the, you know. Yeah, the weak. I could the see weak. That. Not that women are weak, but you know what I mean? Like, he feels somebody needs protecting and... Right. People that are in a, in a disadvantaged situation. Um, so, when he tells Stella... Um, Rocco was exactly the kind of person you th- he was exactly the person you thought he was. Is that Spike's way of telling us the same thing about Spike? Like Spike is going 
I thought he was a young kid with too much spunk who was in over his head that was going to get himself killed. God. That's exactly who he was. So like, I got to say that that's actually um, my quote for... Which is okay. Um, so I guess, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit later, but don't, really what... Don't say the quote all the way. Just talk okay. about... Um, honestly, yeah. what I got from, from that, from him saying, you know, um, exactly who you thought he was, was it doesn't matter what he did or like whether he was good or bad, because I don't think Spike really knew what kind of person he was. Right. But Spike's heart knew that he had to tell the sister who thought the world of her brother that, oh yeah, no, no, no. He was exactly who he thought he was. He died a very good person. Um, that was like a bigger than himself kind of thing. I thought that was kind of cool. I like it. Hey, Callie, uh, by the way, you're watching Mandalorian for the first time. So once you get to season two, make sure to go check out Quest Me. It's the very beginning stages of the Sudden But Inevitable podcast where Jesse and I break down uh, the season two of Mandalorian. Ricky actually makes his first ever podcast appearance in that season. So. Holla. And that's Holla. A really fun. I think that's really fun to listen to because I went into it like kind of reluctantly, sort of the way that. I was like, I'm going to talk so much trash on this show. Like Josh is like, come on my star Wars show. And I was like, okay, I'm going to talk so much trash. And then I watched it and I was like, Oh, this show is really good. Damn it. Wasn't that kind of your <laughs> debut back into podcasting land after baby and all that? It was, it, it was, yeah, it was not necessarily intended to be, but you guys, we had a blast. I mean, if you seriously go listen to quest me season one, which again covers Mandalorian season two and just, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I think that will come across. Definitely check that out. Um, I am out of episode notes, you guys. So if anybody else has any notes, they'd like to cover. Let's go Josh, Ricky, Kylie. And after that, let's start up our segments. I just have one thing to say. Oh, wow. Very progressive sex scene for a cartoon. <laughs> LOL. That's it. Nice. Yeah. We take the one with the dudes. Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. With a nice visual pun to go with it. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and how, I mean, very progressive for like 14 frames and then that guy gets a gun put in his mouth um I, I love that she asks him a question and then he tries to answer and of course he can't because there's a gun in his mouth so hilarious i, I liked that scene a lot yeah it was it was almost like futurama style right like look at him. like yeah ricky d i'm good to go miss my arm cast you know, um, nothing notable about these particular episodes. I just got to reiterate that uh, I am actually just very excited that we're starting to get into the developing episodes of everybody, and it's just only going to get better. So, um, yay. <laughs> 100% agreed. Yes. Okay. Well, with that, I guess what we should do is get our instruments ready. Because we have a couple of little sessions of our own to start up here, Josh. Now, of course, the first of those sessions is going to be the shot of the show. 
shot of the show, of course, is where we share our favorite visual moments from the two episodes that we have watched this week. Now, Josh, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I wrote down my shot time codes somewhere like wherever they happened in my notes, so it might take me a second. So did you tag everybody's photos with their names? I sure did. Thank I you actually so tagged you with that. I tagged you with your names and your time code. That's perfect. So um, let's go ahead with those, Josh. I believe you and I have already discussed the order that we will be sharing these in, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. So first up is my good friend. He has his very own podcast. His name is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. This is at the 5 minute and 15 second mark of yes. the first episode. That's this is him. when Faye is hanging in Woody's and everybody thinks that uh, Decker is going to show up at that bar and she's just sitting there killing time, uh, looks as miserable as possible in the world's happiest place. Uh, I just, I thought it was an excellent shot. I almost chose that one myself um, because it was like, look at all these happy people and this awesome Sunday in front of me. But I still just hate the world. Well, and one of the things I was thinking is like, how can you be so hot and like so sad? I mean, yeah, Jen. <laughs> can you just like be thankful oh for for what you got, ma'am? Like, <laughs> I am. Um, oh, Jesse, was that you who just said that? Ricky D made a joke. I wasn't doing that. He's be, very hot. One hundred percent part of the bit. Sad. <laughs> Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about, you guys? I don't know what to say. <laughs> you, it's the shot of the show flattered. that you can't see on your computer. Oh, because... right, right, right. Shot of the show. Yeah, yeah. Ricky D., would you like to share your second pick for shot of the show? Sure. Oh, I thought, okay, it's my bad, my bad. We're going to do both shots at the same time. That was my fault. Yours is, Ricky, is at the 5 minute and 51 second mark. Yep. For this shot, and it is this one. There. This is another one that I thought was just very ironic, very funny. He's hanging out in the elevator. I don't think the cigarette is lit, but there's still the no smoking sign. Nice. And he's just chilling out, got a cigarette. No Fs given. At least he didn't swallow it this time, right? Yes. (laughs) I've definitely taken a picture next to a no smoking sign or like (laughs) skated next to a no skating sign. That's definitely a hipster kind of thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, did our stream just get pulled? I hope Josh doesn't get arrested. <laughs> did it just That would be an awful end to the show. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I would laugh. I would laugh. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be that way. Josh, would you please share your shots of the show selection this week with us? Yes. Um so my shot of the first show is at the fourteen minute and twenty seven oh I haven't even shown you guys mine yet, so you don't even know what it is. Um fourteen minute and twenty seven second mark. It is a picture of that sweet dude that talks to VT that's mm-hmm. like, I don't mm-hmm. even know who you are, but you're awesome. And he looks awesome. He's got like 
leopard print skin on his seat. He's got ammo everywhere. He's got a bottle of Jack. He's got like Beauty cabin. and the Beast roses in yes. the in the glass. <laughs> he's got guns like attached to his shifter, his space shifter, and look, he's got a full bar here, a full bar. Yeah, on that was one of the things I noticed. He's got the bottle floating next to him. My Gold. God. <laughs> Hashtag life goals. <laughs> That's a man cave. That dude yep. is Jane. That's well, and with the decor, yes. I, the decor yes. and the plants, I feel like this is like my dream cockpit. <laughs> yeah, and like that is, it's so, <laughs> it is a really, really cool picture though. So I just, I laughed really hard when I saw that guy pop up. I was like, oh my God, that's probably how my cockpit would Excellent look. Excellent <laughs> I had that. Um, Excellent. I, and wait, then, hold, up, hold up. I just yeah, don't want to be the only person that doesn't say cockpit. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my other one is at the 22 minute and 20 second mark. It's at the very end of the show. I actually really, really liked this shot. It is something that I feel like I have done personally in my life and that other people have probably done in their lives as well. Um, when you're kind of walking alone at night and you just look up to the sky when it's raining or snowing and you can see the hustle and bustle of everyone around you but you just kind of look up into space something bigger than yourself and... think exactly so um th this this scene was was just a really cool shot for me with uh spike looking up at you know a little more than just what he's doing in his own life. He kind of just, you know, looked like he was thinking a little bit. So I like that shot. Those are good picks, Josh. I really like those picks. And before anybody assumes that I'm just lying about that, I can I can see them on the in the drive on my phone, just not in my stream because I can't see anything from the stream. That having been said, at Miss My Arm Cast, Kylie, please, do you have any shots of the show that you would like to share with us this week? So I did not um, provide any solid shots for the show. Um, it has been quite a busy week between the birthday and the new awesome promotion. Um, but the one thing that I did want to note, though, is uh, something that we mentioned a little bit earlier. But in the first, um, the heavy, heavy metal queen, um, basically where he's standing there and he's just like looking like death because he's so hungover. That was my favorite. I'm like, oh, my God. I think we've all been there before and it is not a fun feeling and he's so desperately needing this egg, you know? <laughs> um, so I just, I thought that shot was a really good one. It was, a um, again with the facial expressions of the anime and stuff, they do such a good job of like expressing misery and stuff like that. So <laughs> getting it across with just a couple of lines were necessary. Um, so, well, with that, we'll move to my selections for a shot of the show. My first selection from Heavy Metal Queen, it takes place at about 12 minutes and 58 seconds into the episode, and it's Faye at the end of this hallway um, in the bebop, and the thing about this shot, it's, I mean, there's nothing super special about it, right? On first look, you're like, okay, that's a shot of the ship. Great. Whatever. Here's the thing, though. Look at how much it looks like a shot from Star Wars or from Firefly or from Alien or from, you know, any of those, you know, hardcore 
very classic sci-fi properties, right? This show feels so good visually, I think, because of the way that it's shot, right? They still put the camera in places where they would if they were having to place that camera on a set because that would be a great place for a camera on the set is looking through one wall that you don't have to build the entire set behind, right? Like it's the framing wall. And it's just, it adds this level of, I guess you would call it surrealism because it's not realistic because it's still on a spaceship, but it just, the settings and, and the environments in this show are so in, engrossing. I just, it, it's, you know, the floating islands on Venus and, the stripes and all the graffiti on all the ships in heavy metal queen. It's just like everything, all the details are so freaking cool in this show. And here's a fun game. Go back through the first couple episodes of season two of us covering, uh, cowboy bebop and count how many times we say the word cool. It's, <laughs> it's like, you might stop listening to us if you try to do that because <laughs> Since we started talking about Bebop, every time one of us gets to the end of a sentence, we go, it's so cool. And I know that because I've been editing most of the episodes, and it's, <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. So, it's so um, cool. My second pick uh, for shot of the show, Josh, I assume you're all over this because I still can't I see am. it. You're the best. At three minutes and four seconds into the second episode, Spike's mask. I can't see the screen, you guys, and I'm still smiling because this shot of him sitting there with the fake eyes on his mask is so great. Like, I actually laugh out loud every time this comes on. I laughed out loud when I was watching it last night. I almost woke my wife up laughing at this because for a second I was like, what is he doing? And then he pulled the mask. I was like, right. He's got a mask. And I forgot about it for a minute. And then when I remembered, it was just like, I mean, he got me. It's like, he got me right. Like it's, there's that terrible movie with Justin Long where he tattoos eyeballs on the outside of his eyelids. And it's actually done really well in that movie. And like when he opens his eyes, it actually does kind of mess with you. So same, same kind of thing there. Yeah. And and it's just like, I love this shot. And it's so, go ahead. Uh, it's also extremely funny that he's got this mask on and he's sleeping while everybody else has their hands up and they're at gunpoint and they're afraid for their lives. And he's just passed out. He is zonked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that, I mean, to the point, right? It fits so well with his character never being tensed up. He's always relaxed. He's always just you know, fluid basically. So it's just, I, yeah, him sitting there in the middle of that hijacking with that particular mask on his face just tickles me every time. Like I, again, I cannot see this, the shot. I'm just thinking about it and it's making me laugh. So I, I love that shot. You guys, I might like start using it on Twitter as a reaction to stuff when, Oh, what I'll do is when people do a follow Friday, I'll be like, this is me paying attention. Cause I always have to get caught up with follow Fridays when I'm on lunch break at work. Cause they always happen in the morning. And then I go to lunch and it's like, there are 41 notifications. I'm like, now again, I'm not complaining about the notifications because when you have a thousand followers, notifications are going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> That having been said, let's 4K giveaway. Into, let's let's humbly move into our next segment, which we like to call Spiegel Spiel. 
Spiegel Spiel, of course, is where we share our favorite quotes or lines of dialogue or little paragraphs of dialogue sometimes from the two episodes that we watched this week. Let's go rapid fire ish, you guys. It's getting warm and late in the same order as we did the last segment. That means Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Take it away, my friend. I didn't find a whole lot of outstanding dialogue in this episode. Firefly is a lot more quippy kind of Mm. thing, but I did. I've got a thing for eels. That was definitely a funny moment. (laughs) Faye's straddling the guy. She's trying to arrest him. She's trying to take him down. And he's totally the wrong guy. And he's just got a thing for eels is all. Why do you have that tattoo? I got a thing for eels. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) And the poor guy. Like... Yeah. He I know have, he's I mean, just a big old softy. And think about the course of events and the roller coaster of emotions for him. Because like she ro- she walks over there, wags her butt at him, and he's like, "Hey, are you looking for action?" And she's like, "Hey, maybe." And so he's like, "Seriously? Like, okay? Like you just uh, you walked up to me at a but this never happened? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, you're trying to. All right, yeah, yeah. You would be trying to arrest me." <laughs> We've all been there, you guys. We think somebody's hitting on us, and then they put a gun at us. I mean, we've all been there, so. At least twice. Ricky D, did you have a pick for the second episode? Yeah, for the second episode, uh, I'm sorry if I'm taking it from anybody else. Water can take any form. It drifts without effort. One moment, or sorry, it drifts without effort one moment, then pounds down in a torrent the very next. Yep, so we will everybody else just strike that one through on your notes but i mean it's it's so i mean to hear what we like i was saying before to hear what we have seen mm-hmm. described with words you know a thing that we've already seen visually is is it just adds another layer of investment to me for this character like it's not that he's just really good and lucky at everything it's that he puts some thought into it and he's learning and he's training i mean we saw him training you know so we know that he puts effort into it so it's just yeah i there's a lot of reasons to like spike and if you'd asked me at the start what's one of them i probably wouldn't have said like his philosophy i guess but like man that's really cool i'm 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 I really like that line, and I'm glad that at least one of us got to say it out loud. Before we move to Josh, which we are going to do right now, anybody in the live chat, if you had a pick for Spiegel Spiel or Shot of the Show, go ahead and throw it in the chat now, and then Josh, when you're done, please share those with us. But before that, share your picks for Spiegel Spiel. Um, one, just really quick, Rosie just said that she wanted to point out the islands in the sky, um, reminded her of... Bellerophon? Bellerophon. 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 I don't know how to say things, but yes. Um, <laughs> I have, yeah, my first one is something that I'm pretty sure I've said to elderly people, my parents, um, random strangers that give me crap. I'm pretty sure I've said this. It's not repulsive, it's very soothing. It's called Heavy Metal, by the way. Yes. (laughs) Nice. That's a good one. It is. And then, yeah, I I just, I mean, I've said it so many times to someone. I I know I have, to at least my dad. Yeah. Um, Me, Josh, that has, so like, I don't know if this has happened to you, but sometimes um, when you really like Heavy Metal, and for example, like, let's just say you listen to it in your car when you're driving up to work. 
if people don't know that you listen to that and then they see you or hear you listening to it, they're almost taken aback. So like when I was, I had a job, I think at a Whole Foods and I had, you know, I drove in listening to metal every day. And when I had got in, this one gal was like, so are you like really angry? And I was like, (laughs) what? What? She was like, I heard, I heard you listening to like the angriest music I've ever heard. Are you, are you upset? And I was like, what are you? Oh, oh. And I put in my head, like, she thinks metal is angry music, like blanket. I was like, I hadn't even put it together. And then I went, oh, do people think that I'm just mad all the time? Like, cause the point of it is to make me not mad all the time. I listen to the metal so that I'm not super like angry every everywhere I go because it helps me get over stuff. It's soothing to your point, and it's called heavy metal. Thank you for bringing that quote up, Josh. That's an excellent <laughs> quote. Yes, um, Callie's quote for the second episode comes from Roku Roko Ruko. Um, Think of it as helping me, you know, like showing a little mercy and compassion, and Spike going, "Afraid I'm fresh out of that stuff." he's he's always got the best responses yeah it's it's very mal your call sure yep so then my swiegel spiel for the second episode was i'm not a criminal whoa that makes me sound more like a criminal doesn't it (laughs) cute i love that line and yeah it's that self-aware nature, right? Like it's the Han Solo of this character where he's yeah. making fun of everything around him, including himself and the situation. Like, that's, yep. yeah, I, yeah, that's an excellent, excellent pick. I believe that means we are moving to Miss Kylie. Yes, yes. Um, so for the first episode, actually, the I've got a thing for eels was mine as well. <laughs> Too funny. It was just cute. Um, and then the second one, like we mentioned was, you know, when, uh, oh man, I can't, I don't remember what her name, Rocco's, uh, little sister, the blind one was like, you know, what kind of guy, Stella? Yeah. What kind of guy was he, you know? And she's like, you know, exactly the person you thought he was. I just thought that was really kind, whether he was lying or he didn't know or whatever, like, it's just the right thing to say, you know? So Right. Exactly. Cool. Even if it wasn't the truth, it was right. the right thing to say. It was yeah. and that that was what she needed to hear and that's what he went with. So I just well, I don't know. Thought it was cool. Kylie, once a man has all the information, he gets to make a choice. Or, you know, if he's Spike, I don't believe he does. So uh, did you have one for the... Oh, sorry. That was both. I'm stupid. My picks for Spiegelspiel this week, and everybody's picks have been ones that I wrote down, and I was kind of counting on that because there's some definite gems here, but they're a little more sparsely placed than they were in the last couple episodes, I guess. So my pick for the first one is when Spike tells this room full of dudes why he's about to attempt to kill them. And he just says, I needed that egg. And then everything goes crazy. We get a classic diner fight. We get a waitress hiding behind a trucker. We get bottles breaking over heads. We get like, I'm sure there was a jukebox in there somewhere. I just, it was so classic. And I love that the reason that Spike gets drawn into it is not, 
particular that he's trying to defend anybody or that he's looking for money or any of that stuff. It's that if I beat all of you into the ground, maybe the noise will stop and my hangover will go away because you just ruined my cure. And I just, the way that he says, I needed that egg with such like, uh, like anger and force behind it is just kind of makes me want an egg. Um, <laughs> but so for my, my second pick, it was uh, specifically, it means becoming like clear water when he's explaining, you know, what is, what do you mean? If I, if I'm not uh, tense, how can I hit somebody hard? He says, you, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's like this. It's like that. It means becoming like clear water. And I feel like while I could personally never physically do any of the stuff that Spike does, right? Except for maybe like some of the faces that he makes and like pull a cigarette out and like stand at a jaunty angle. Like I could do that. He'd probably eat a cigarette. Again, he never did that, but I, I could do some of the some of the aesthetic stuff, but I couldn't do any of the physical stuff that he does. But mentally, I can do that. I can think to myself, okay, like water, clarity, relax, breathe, don't be tense. You know, I can take this little piece of how to move through the world and apply it to my actual life without having to feel like, well, I'm going to fail because I'm never going to be a cool Kung Fu guy. Like that's not my goal. The way that he's talking about thinking could apply to any life. It doesn't have to be an anime bounty hunter life. I mean, that's definitely more fun to watch, but you know, maybe if there's something you can take from the show as an adult watching it through as an adult, it's that like, it's always worth it to take a moment for yourself and go, I need to try to be like clear water for the next five minutes because I know I'm going into a testing situation at work, or I know I've got this big responsibility to deal with that I've been avoiding or, you know, something like that. So I just, I really appreciate that particular piece of Spike explaining all that stuff. I do realize that I asked you guys to go quickly and then talked for like 18 minutes. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Typical Jesse fashion. It's fine. You know how I am. I blow <laughs> And then I expect. So, um, I, I think that's it as far as my selections for this week go. Um, which kind of puts us at the point where all that's left to do is rate these suckers, do some shout outs and then get out of here. I think. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's go in that same order because I, I, th I think I like going last for the ratings. So Ricky D from best flicks with Ricky D give us both of your ratings for the episodes this week. Heavy Metal Queen, I went 8.5. I'm really enjoying all of these episodes. I'm watching all of them at least twice. Uh, I, I've i still got Highway Star from Purple, uh, Deep Purple stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know what it was about that song that just really fit from that episode and rammed itself into my head, but I'm still hearing the song. And then for Waltz for Venus, 8.0. Uh, I'm really enjoying all the little world building things they go to venus and venus is actually made of helium like that's a primary uh element that makes yep. the planet and it affected spike uh there's also these weird like obviously you have to terraform it but you can't get over every ish, every problem with the planet so there's these weird spores in the air that rain down poison occasionally uh 
it's all excellent. So I'm going 8.0 for Waltz for Venus. I'm really having fun. Digging it. I appreciate your positivity, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Josh from Twist My Arm Cast with Josh. Nobody says that. It's not a thing. Go ahead. Yeah, stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode seven, Metal Woman, whatever. Um, I'm rating it. I am rating it a nine. And I, like I said earlier, uh, my rating has a lot to do with the music and how it's used. And um, just, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed VT and her story. Um, it was, this has been one of my absolute favorite episodes so far of the series. I can't do a 10 yet because I don't think, uh, it was warranted quite yet. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't cry yet. Once I cry, if there's an episode that makes me cry, that's the one that's going to be a 10. Um, Challenge accepted. Oh, good. (laughs) So, uh, session eight, Waltz for Venus, I rated... A seven. And the only reason I rated it a seven um, is just because, I don't know, I just wasn't as into it as I was the first one, the the heavy metal woman. Queen. Jesus. (laughs) So. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Nine for seven. Seven for eight. Oof. (laughs) What are you saying? Um, Those are the session numbers. Uh, Okay. Um, okay, so anywho, um, I'm going to go for Heavy Metal Queen. Um, I want to say a nine, just because, like I mentioned, that's like, I don't know, probably one of my favorite characters. It's a great episode. Super cool for a lot of reasons. Um, just solid. And then um, for, um, what was it? What's the next one? Venus something? Waltz Venus flytrap. Ve- oh, Venus. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I, I want to say a seven as well. Um, it was a very good episode. I definitely liked it. And especially, like I said, you know, the exactly who, who you thought he was kind of thing was definitely super cool, but it wasn't an episode that really struck my heart in particular. Um, but it was still great. So seven, solid seven. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you all. And here's the thing, you guys. I I know that we play up uh, sort of the sibling rivalry dynamic that Josh and I have from having known each other for our whole lives, essentially. Um, but it's important to me that everybody know that I, I love Josh, and I will always love Josh. We're going to be friends for our whole lives. This is going to be bad. So, yeah, yeah, what is he going to say? On. But So for me... This is a deeply meaningful moment because I was like, I really hope Josh has a blast with this episode. Like, this is the first episode of Cowboy Bebop that I ever saw, Heavy Metal Queen. And I was like, kind of hoping to get to this point in the series, right? Where I'm like, if this, like, if, if you have resistance this many episodes in and then this episode doesn't hit you you and I can probably not be friends in real life. I mean, that's kind of all there is to that. <laughs> oh, so, like, huge. For, for Josh to come out swinging like, dude, I love the music. I love the aesthetic. I love everything about it. It's got a nine. I'm thinking about 10, but like, I don't know. Cause I have no frame of reference. It's just like, it, that is, that is actually emotionally affecting me because that's the 
essence of what this show is. This show is supposed to be getting the people that we know and love to love the things that we know and love in the same way with that same zeal and that same oomph, right? And so to hear that you experienced that much enjoyment in that episode, Josh, means the world to me. And I'm going to back that up by giving it at the exact same rating that you gave it, which was a nine. I'm going to disagree with you by half a point on your second rating. I give Waltz for Venus a 7.5. I think the extra half a point for me comes just from getting a little bit of an insight into the gears that turn in Spike's head when he's in a fight or possibly in any situation as a bounty hunter. So with that having been said, you guys, because this season is so much more jazzy than last season, I'm not adding these up and doing the math. So if you want to know what that all comes out to, you're just going to have to do it yourself. (laughs) Pull out a calculator, guys. I wasn't writing it down, so that's totally on me. I'm sorry. It wasn't a plan. Um, I think it would have been a 32 out of 40. See, there you go. Calculations are correct. And that is... Yeah, you can can reduce that fraction. Yeah, thank you, Kylie. Please do that, Josh. (laughs) So that would be 16 out of 20, and that would be 8 out of 10. I said 80. Dude, I'm over here trying to get ready for the closing of this show, and you guys are getting on me about math? I can't see anything, Josh. (laughs) This is entirely Kylie's fault. Thank you. So. (laughs) For be about 80%. Lucky it's your birthday this weekend. Shit! (laughs) 0.80 would be the decimal conversion. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Sorry. That was my That's my first guess. So before we get out of here, you guys, there's one thing that we do at the end of the show other than forget to rate it sometimes. And that thing is the big shouts for the bounty hunters. You guys, I don't have a big long list of people this this week because I asked for indie podcasters last week to leave me their links. And boy, howdy, if you've ever asked for recommendations on Twitter, you know what happened. So we have all of our shout outs for like the next eight episodes ready to go. They're locked in. But... Because this was a special occasion for us, breaking a thousand followers on Twitter and also 1,600 downloads, this is on track to be our best month of downloads ever, you guys. And that blows my mind in half because it's no longer summer. People are allowed to go outside again. And some of you are still choosing to spend your time with us. And that is the coolest thing. That is the best part of my week, other than the three people that you see on the screen with me, of course. So... My big shout for the Bounty Hunters this week goes to, as far as I can tell, based on the order that the notifications came in, the following account was our 1,000th follower. I believe it was at UpUnlockedPod. Join at Noah underscore Ifrigan on his podcast, Opportunity Unlocked, as he talks to today's brightest minds in business. Season two is out now. I want to say... Big time thank you to at Op Unlocked Pod. Even if you never listened to an episode of our show, even if you didn't even see my tweet announcing our 1000K Blu-ray giveaway, I don't care. I just thank you so much for helping us hit this milestone, which really is just, I mean, it's a number, right? It's just a number, but it's the kind of number that lets us know that there are people out there that appreciate what we're doing enough to want to pay attention to it. So, so thank you he, so much for being Did he win 1, the prize? 
Oh, no, no, no. Oh, We're not okay. just going to hand that out. I was like... <laughs> you don't get to just have that because you happened to luck into being the 1,000th follower. That would be really unfair for a couple of reasons in my eyes. So what we're going to do, Josh and I are working on um, the last little bit of details, but this contest will run for about a month. So you have plenty of time to get your name into the hat to win the sudden but inevitable 1K Blu-ray giveaway. So keep your eyes on at sudden but on Twitter for more details on that coming directly this weekend. You guys, that's the only shout out that I wrote down. I wanted to focus on that and reiterate how cool our listeners and fans are. So same order, Ricky, Josh, Kylie, do you guys have any big shouts for the bounty hunters this week? I'm good to go. Kylie, you go. Cause mine's going to be a kind of a thing. I'm going to pull a Jesse on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was, you know, just going to say thanks as always to everybody who's always here with us. The chat's always super fun. And again, as per usual, we had our same, yeah, our same awesome, awesome people. So thank you so much. Okay, so I have <laughs> I have some, some cool things. Um, I have not been looking at our reviews lately. It's been a couple months since I've looked at our reviews. Um, and so I have actually two, two new reviews since the beginning of May, um, that we have not read over the show yet. So I wanted to make sure that we did that. Um, and then I will give out my other shout out. So, um, first one comes from, looks like ballet hands in the sky, all capitals, tremendous, as someone who doesn't think about wow. hardly any aspect of a TV show apart from the storyline and whether or not I enjoy the show, it's very interesting to hear the thoughts of the people who can analyze and express their thoughts on various aspects of the show. Also, lots of fun to hear how much fun the podcasters have watching, rewatching, dissecting, and discuss- discussing each episode. Then when I rewatch the episodes, I am able to interpret the show in a much more meaningful way than I could in my own brain-off watching style. It's like watching the show for the first time again. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thanks, Ballet. Yes. Yeah, that's Thank huge. you so much for that. <laughs> that's wow. a great, great, great review I'm for sorry. sure. I appreciate that, that. Val space first letter it's of last B. name A. B as in boy, as in ballet oh. dancer. Ballet, oh. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Huh. Um, and then the second so one. Yeah. And then the second one comes from jesse w jackson that's not me oh i that's uh one of our twitter followers i know who that is actually <laughs> like, okay. wait, oh wait that's me <laughs> it's not me yeah no i'm just kidding so he says and i can't read these the actual like view like the i can't see the what the title is the first one from Ballet was a Sudden But Inevitable Analyzer, I think. Oh. And then this one is You Didn't Have to Twist My Arm, I believe <laughs> is what he says, which is a great pun. But he says, yeah. it has been several years since I've sat down and watched all of Firefly, and this new podcast is a great excuse. I love rewatching the show and hearing the perspective of new fans. Shiny job team. Thank Aww. you. You guys, that is, that is really cool. I... I apologize for not keeping up on that, you guys. I also 
don't have an Apple device, so I don't have an Apple account, so I don't look at Apple Podcasts. I have to go through our podcast provider page to see that. So it's not that I can't see it. It's that there are one or two layers of effort that it's not that I'm unwilling. It's that I'm bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> flawed. Flawed. Yeah, flawed. 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 Admitting um, is the first step. Apparently, since we came on the air, uh, we, which is I still, I still have some more oh, shout no, outs. You remember no, I, I, I told you I was pulling we're, a Jesse, but okay. We're going to get to them. <laughs> I just noticed okay. this. I, it just happened. Since we came on the air, we have surpassed the download numbers from March somehow. I, so thank you. You mean again. today? Like right now? In the last two hours? We've Yeah. <laughs> We Yeah, within the last two hours, we have surpassed the download numbers from March, which means that we are now 25 downloads away from our highest month ever, you guys. This is, we are feeling the love, you guys, and th I can't thank you enough, and I'm just going to stop doing it because it probably sounds braggadocious at this point. Josh, please continue with your shout-outs. Okay. Okay. Um, so... Next one. So I had a I had a weird week, uh, and I I wanted to read the good reviews because I actually had kind of a bad review on my Twist My Arm show this week. Someone left me a one star review. I don't know why they didn't give a comment, but they gave me a one star review. I don't know if someone's like just being yeah. a jerk or something. Yeah. It's you either one star review. You got to say why. It's, a, like, yeah. it's either a disgruntled yeah. employee. Don't say that. Or <laughs> it probably uh, or, is know, though, honestly. <laughs> you know what I thought about too is like it maybe that's user error. Like, you know, sometimes depending on what they're like reviewing, you click the star and it just like saves, auto saves and stuff. So Yeah. Um so I did I I that's went on Twitter. Sad. I didn't hashtag or tag anyone. I was just like, I need to go tell someone about this. So I told Twitter, Oh, I feel shitty, I got a one star review. And I wanted to shout out everyone that came to my defense and tried to brighten my day. You all are amazing. That's Pixie Cinematic Sound Radio, Greek Freaks Podcast, The Panic Attack Podcast, Dad, Dad Joke Loading, No More Late Feeds Podcast, Great Song Podcast, John Fry the Podcast Guy, Measuring the <laughs> Score, um, Sean from Cheap Seat. Like, all these people just came and tried to cheer me up, and I just... Thank you all so much for wow. doing that. Because I, I know that th that shit doesn't really matter, but it does kind of like, you're like, what did I do? I worked hard. Yeah. What did I do? So that's, that's the thing, Josh. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's that you put effort into a right. thing and somebody put zero effort into attempting to tear you down for it. Mm -hmm. So I know. That's, right. that's they could really have at cool. least told you why they hate it. Yeah. Well, Tell me my voice sucks or something. Jeez. But to see... It's probably Kylie. It's it's not you at all. <laughs> no way. Oh, I thought I thought you meant it was probably Kylie that left the review. Oh um, no, no, it's Kylie that they hate. Yeah. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. Now I see where you're coming from now. Although I could see that. Kylie getting but mad I, at me and be like, oh well, you oh, know what? I thought One you meant you could see them hating Kylie. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Before we go any further, yeah. this is taking. No, a I, but seriously, Josh, that is very cool to hear, though, about the Potter family just showing up yes. out of the woodwork. That doesn't mm -hmm. surprise me at all, but it does warm my heart. That's awesome. Yes, and a couple of them had left 
some reviews as well that I will save for the actual TMA show that um, it's the last of my quote unquote season this season where I'm talking to Messiah Vore. I'll have uh, some shout outs at the beginning of that show. So that'll be out Very next cool, Wednesday. Man. Yes. That but that's all I got. I'm, I'm, I'm done now for, for that. Thanks oh. to everyone for always being around and for being super cool. And thank you guys so much for, for doing this show with me and, Kylie, happy freaking birthday. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, happy birthday and everything, Kylie, but like, I don't want to go, you guys. I don't want to. Do we have any, is there any other stuff we didn't talk about? No, I know. It's, <laughs> I'm at it's least going to turn really, on fans in here. It, yeah, it's, getting, it's getting very late to Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D's point. It's starting to smell like a podcast in my room, too. So I think, you guys, since we did get everything out of the way, and I feel like I just want to say really quickly to you guys, the crew, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, Kylie and Josh, thank you guys. I had a blast. I'm sorry that it took us so long to get everything working tonight, but I'm glad that we were able to make the progress that we were and put together the show that we have because I think we've got a good one here. Yes, and Jesse, you sounded so good today. Yes. That's all I ever want people to say to me, even if it's not true. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you. Oh, it's true today. It's true. Excellent. So, you guys, let's go ahead and get out of here for the sudden but inevitable rebop. I am Jesse, and I'm very, very sorry that I forgot to do this. Thank you again to everybody in the chat. We love you. Thank you for joining us. I can't see the chat, and that's why I forgot to say it. So... For the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, I have been Jesse. This is Ricky, Best Flicks Ricky D. This is Josh. Thanks to Rosie, Callie, Rona, and anyone else in the chat. And this is Kylie. Have a good night. See you, Space Cow folk. Nice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.